We're talking about understanding God's will today. So if you will, bow your heads with me as we offer a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for uh, each and every person that is here this morning. We thank you for your word uh, where we can find these things, uh, where we can uh, search out your will for each and every one of our lives. And Lord, we ask for uh, guidance and understanding as we study today. We ask for your Holy Spirit uh, to open up our hearts and open up our minds and to speak through me. Uh, let, my, let not my words be, be uh, spoken or heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Understanding the will of God. Oftentimes, many times in my own life, I've found myself asking, I wonder what the Lord's will is for my life in this situation or that situation. These are good questions to ask. These are good things to pray about because some people, some people actually go about their life thinking, well, you know, everything's, everything that happens is according to God's will anyway, so it really doesn't matter, so just go with the flow. But if that was the case, then Jesus would not have told us uh, to pray, Thy will be done. When the, uh, when the disciples were, uh, when they were sleeping, Jesus, Jesus told them, uh, he said, uh, could you not stay awake and pray, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So was it uh, Jesus's will for his disciples to fall asleep and to fall into temptation and get scared and run away uh, during the uh, time when he was led away? No, it wasn't his will. And I think oftentimes uh, we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven and the veil is pulled away and we see how many times. God actually did not get what He wanted to happen in a given situation. So that's why I believe we need to earnestly pray and ask for God's will in every situation to allow Him to come in and intercede for us and and to lead us in the direction that He would have us to go. So, this week, uh, I know last time I preached, I said I was going to finish up a sermon on anger, but um, you all are soon to find out, like my wife has found out long ago, that I am about as wishy-washy as the sea, rocking back and forth. So I'm shifting gears, <clears throat> and we're talking about understanding God's will, because this week I've had I've had some conversations with people that that uh, really really inspired me to want to want to talk about this. So um, we're going to talk about different ways. People go about seeking to understand God's will. Because there's a lot of different ways. You know, some are, some are good ways and some are a little silly, just to be honest. And, and I am as guilty as anyone else to have, um, tried to understand God's way in a, maybe one of these silly ways that, that I'm going to talk about today. So, one of the ways that some people may ask God to reveal His will to them is by flipping a coin. Heads or tails? Lord, this is the way, if you want me to do this, let it be heads. If you want it to be this, let it be tails. And, you know, that might work for the NFL, but I'm not sure if that's really the best way for us to... uh, make a major decision in our life. Um, you know, there's uh, casting 
casting lots. Um, we all know what casting lots is. It's used, it's, it was used quite a few times in the Bible, you know, in Jonah's, Jonah's trip. And then when uh, uh, the Roman soldiers were casting lots for Jesus' clothes, <clears throat> now casting lots, what they did was they would take a bunch of different rocks and one would be an off color and put it inside of a jar that had a neck on it that was uh, so small that only one rock could come out at a time. So they'd pass the jar around, pour out a rock, each person would dump out a rock, and and if your rock happened to be the off-color rock, then you were the the leader in that group. But um, even that, you know, when when sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe that would be okay, but even in that, I think... Uh, uh, in making a big decision, I think we should. I think God really wants us to use our brains because the Bible says, "Come and let us reason together." Right um, now, as far as um, flipping a coin, there was actually a man uh, I read about who was uh, had a major decision he had to make in his life, and he didn't know if flipping a coin should be something that, that he should do or not. So he actually. He went ahead and did. He flipped the coin, asked God. He prayed about it. He said, Lord, show me show me what I need to do. So he flipped the coin. The coin rolled over against the wall and stood on its end. <laughs> and I think that was probably God's way of telling him, hey, don't limit me. You know, I've got a thousand ways I can work this out, and you're just trying to limit me to two options. So... Um, and then some of us, I can see myself, I could really see myself doing this, flipping a coin, and then maybe we get the answer that we don't want, we really didn't like, that's not the one I was praying for, let's do two out of three. So flipping a coin isn't isn't really the best idea when, when trying to find out God's will. <clears throat> now what about um, fleeces? Now there, there are times for fleeces. Um, Gideon, we all know the story about Gideon. Um, he prayed and asked, you know, Lord, do you really want me to go up against the Amalekites? I think. And he said, if you do, I'm going to put this sheepskin this fleece out on the ground, and in the morning, if it's full of water, full of dew, and the ground is dry, then I'll know it's your will for me to go and do this. Well, guess what? Next morning, he wrings the water out of it, and the ground is dry. So he thought, okay, well, what if that was a natural occurrence, and I go up in battle, and I get stomped? Lord, let's try this one more time. Make the fleece dry and the ground wet. And then I'll be convinced. So, the next morning, God made the fleece dry and the ground wet. So, fleeces, you know, occasionally, you know, maybe sometimes fleeces are an okay thing to use. Um, but we, I don't think we want to get in the habit of using fleeces because... Uh, you know, the more, if we throw a fleece out at every given situation, um, eventually we're going to get to the point to where we're not satisfied with the fleece we received the night before and we're looking for another one the next day. You know what I'm saying? So, fleeces um, 
are appropriate at some times. Uh, I like, I think I've heard dad talks, I uh, heard brother Glenn talking and, and brother Glenn said, how many times have you actually thrown out a fleece in your whole lifetime? How many times? It's been less than what? Twice, right? I think so. I think that's what he told me. So <clears throat> there was uh, there was actually this is this is one of the stories. There was a, a girl that, that worked on my line and and uh, she was uh, she was kind of thrown out of fleece. Her her mother had just started dating a a guy that that she really wasn't sure about. He was uh, uh, an alcoholic. Um, so she asked, she asked the Lord, she said, uh, Lord, tell me if this guy is a good guy or not. Let me know somehow. And she said, and there wasn't a bird in the sky anywhere. And then all of a sudden I got pooped on right on top of my head. (laughs) She said, she looked up and there was only one bird up there and it pooped on me. So she took that as her sign that, that, uh, that dude is not a good dude. So, uh, you know, we, we, we do these things oftentimes. I, I know I've done things like that before. <clears throat> and then we've got um, our, uh, have you ever known of anybody playing Bible roulette? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's where you... Uh, uh, you open the Bible, you pray, you open the Bible. Here's my answer. There was actually a story about this this uh this woman, her her mother <clears throat> uh was was uh praying earnestly, this woman's mo- uh mother was, of course, before she was born. <clears throat> she was uh praying uh, she said, Lord, because, uh, she was, she was dating this evangelist guy and, and she didn't know if it was God's will for, for her to marry him. Uh, so she was praying about it earnestly and she did this and she said, Lord, show me, tell me if it's your will for me to marry this, this evangelist. So she opened up the Bible and she had her eyes closed and she looked and it was Genesis 24, 58, which says, they called Rebecca and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. That's pretty clear. If you got your eyes closed and you're flipping through the Bible and you're asking if you should marry someone and your finger lands on this verse, that's a pretty good indicator. You should probably marry that guy, probably. But even then... <clears throat> Uh, that's probably not something that we should do, and, and because you know God does wink at our ignorance sometimes. If we're looking for an answer, sometimes we can flip the Bible open and do this. But it's in for general understanding. It's 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 probably not the best idea. Because let's imagine, let's imagine that we've got a baby Christian, right? Somebody who's just who's just come to the Word of God, who's just accepted Jesus as his Savior and his, uh, doesn't really know much of anything about Christianity at all, and he's, and he's praying, he's saying, Lord, what is your will for my life? He opens the Bible, he closes his eyes, and he goes, Rrr. Isaiah 20, verse 3, Isaiah walked naked and barefoot three years. 
that that you know that wouldn't be good because that's not that's not God's will for anybody's life to walk barefoot and naked for three years. So doing that is uh, probably not the best uh, idea to find God's will for your life. Now, what about dreams, visions, and hallucinations? Dreams and visions. Some people, you know, they'll have these very, very uh, uh, interesting dreams, and and they'll actually go to psychologists to to find the deep meaning that are in hidden in these dreams for their lives. And oftentimes, you know, it's the simple fact that they ate too many Big Franks the night before. You know, counting on dreams, um, dreams and uh, visions. God uses dreams and visions for prophets, right? He used uh, dreams and visions with with prophets to tell them information, uh, things like this. So if you're not a if you're not a prophet just yet, or you know, maybe who knows, you know. God may call someone here to prophesy some point in time. We don't know. I don't know. I'm not the judge. He is. But if that's not you just yet, then we probably don't want to uh, um, put too much faith in a, a dream or a vision. I don't know if you've heard the story about um, this this uh, young farmer named Zeb. He was uh, out. He was out in the field hoeing one day. And uh, he was praying. He said, Lord, is this is this your will for my life? Is this what you want me to do the rest of my life? And it was a hot, hot, sunny day outside. And he was out there farming. And, and uh, he looked up in the sky and he saw the wind blowing the clouds around. And all of a sudden he saw the two letters P and C in the sky. So he went and threw his hole down. He uh, threw all his farm equipment down, ran to the house, got on his best suit and went out in the neighborhood and started preaching. And his all his neighbors were like, Zeb, what's what's going on? What are you doing? And uh, he said, well, I was in the field and I looked up in the sky and God told me to preach Christ. So I'm supposed to be a preacher. So. He preached for about quite a few months and had dismal results, and um, his family started getting hungry. Eight months later, he's back out in the field, hoeing corn. So his neighbors and his family asked me, he said, Zeb, what's going on? I thought you were supposed to preach Christ. And Zeb said, well, I actually figured out that PC meant plant corn so we really god really does want us to use uh he wants us to use our mind he wants us to use the word of god to understand what his will is for our lives we're going to look at some principles now now we've went over some silly some silly ways some people might might uh uh try to find out god's will for their life but we're going to look at some some ways that we actually can find out 
what God's will is for each and every one of our lives. Because, you know, uh, someone once found that there is uh, 23, over 23,000 different ways you can earn a living here in the United States. So to, to say that, you know, you, you're just going to fall into the one that, that God actually wants you to do, um, is a pretty good shot in the dark. You know, it's something that we need to pray about. It's, uh, you know, when, when you, when kids, when they graduate high school, they got a lot of decisions to make. What school am I going to go to? What, uh, um, am I going to go to school? Am I going to, uh, get married who am i going to marry you know there's a lot of a lot of decisions that a lot of people have to make and and we want to ask for the lord's guidance in all of these things so <clears throat> let's let's start with the very very bare basics um second peter chapter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All right. So, it is God's will for each and every individual to be saved. But, do we know, the Bible does say, that some people are going to be lost, right? But that is the first thing that anyone should ever worry about, is our, do we have a saving personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And if we don't, our job needs to be on the back burner. Before we think about praying about a job, before we think about praying for a spouse, for anything else, do we have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Second, <clears throat> you know, uh, there's all these, I'm not sure if insurance companies still do this or not, but, but uh, oftentimes when you have a, a big disaster, a big earthquake or, or a tornado, insurance companies will call it an act of God. Well, um, that's not always true. You know, when Job was afflicted, who was behind it? It was Satan. So it's, it's, uh, we can't say that every disaster is always an act of God and according to God's will. Um, and just, uh, just like we read, you know, God is not willing that anyone should perish, but some people, some people will perish. And I know that I have done, I don't know about you, I'm pretty sure we're all sinners, so I, I know that I've done some things that were outside of God's will. You know, uh, John seven seventeen says, If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether... I speak on my own authority. We have to be completely surrendered and completely willing to do God's will before He will reveal it to us. And this isn't easy and always this isn't always an easy thing to do. Um, 
being completely willing, completely submissive uh, to God, just like Jody said. Now, if God took the time to show us His will, knowing that we had a rebellious heart, knowing that we wouldn't do it if He showed us anyway, um, if He showed us what His will was, and then we didn't do it, all it would do is heap more conscience-burning stuff in our, to our minds, uh, to our to our list of things that that uh, uh, we condemn ourselves about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, and and God doesn't God doesn't want that. He wants. He wants us to be willing to do His will, and a lot of times we have to pray and ask God to make us willing to do His will. Um, Lord, if if I have to pray this a lot, you know, there's there's been times in my life because uh, let me tell you, I've been working in a chicken factory for ten years now, and I have prayed and prayed and prayed. Lord, give me another job. <laughs> Lord, get me out of this chicken factory. <laughs> but ten years, ten years now, and there's been some jobs that have come open. I thought, wow, that's for me. That's perfect for me. Lord, give me that job. Lord, I hope that's I hope that's your will for my life. And it's and come to find out it's not the Lord's will for my life. And and there have been times in my heart, I can tell I felt rebellion because I've I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted it. I wanted that job more than I wanted the Lord's will for my life at that time. So, so I have to be so, so careful now when I pray for anything, Lord, whatever the outcome, make me willing to accept your outcome because you know better than I do. You know what I need. <clears throat> the humble he guides lord make me humble psalms 25 verse 9 the humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way if we are humble if we're willing to hear and accept god's will for our lives he will teach us his way there was once a man in the congo a simple man who prayed Lord, you be the needle, I'll be the thread. You lead the way, and I'll go wherever you want me to go. That's, that's the attitude we've all got to have. <clears throat> another, another way we can understand God's will is to be guided by His Word. Psalms 119, verse 105, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When we're looking for God's will, we need to open the Bible even more than we normally would. And sometimes <clears throat> we can get direct answers for our lives, uh, uh, direct situations. You, you know, um, in the Ten Commandments. Now, of course, uh, I'm not a pastor, but uh, I've heard. Almost every pastor that that I've uh, listened to preach, um, 
they all pretty much, almost every one of them, I'm pretty sure, have, have all said that they're surprised about the number of people that that will come to them and ask them, should I leave my wife or should I leave my husband and go marry this person? I mean, I, uh, some of them will even say, I mean, we can feel God leading in this. It just feels so right. But clearly the Ten Commandments says no, absolutely not. Um, you know, there's there's different job situations. A job situation might come up to where, um, okay, uh, in order to get this really, really good job opportunity, uh, which there are, uh, uh, I want to make that clear, there are some jobs that sh- should and need to be done on Sabbath, but there are some jobs that do not need to be done on Sabbath, and uh, some people can pray and and, and say, uh, Lord, is this your will for me to take this job? I mean, I'm only going to have to work two Sabbaths, and then after that I'll be free and clear, no more Sabbaths after that. Well, is is the commandments clear about that, too? Yes. Yes, remember the Sabbath day to keep it healthy. I shall not do any work. You know my sons and my daughters. Psalms 40 verse 8 says, I delight to do thy will. Thy law is within my heart. Now, <clears throat> Proverbs 11 verse 4. Here's another, here's another uh, principle. Consider Christian counsel. Consider Christian counsel. Proverbs 11 verse 14 where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, the wisest man who ever walked the earth other than Jesus was who? Solomon. Tell me something. Did Solomon, did he have counselors? Yeah, Solomon had counselors. Now, if the wisest man who ever lived had counselors counseling him. Who am I to say, I don't need any counselors. I can figure it out all on my own. Sometimes it's good to get counsel. Um, And, you know, uh, we do need to be careful about who we're getting counsel from because if we're looking for counsel from someone who whose life is a wreck, we're probably not going to get um, very good answers. Now, that's not to say that if someone life's, someone's life has been a wreck and they made it through that, God brought them through that and they learned from that, uh, would they be someone to get good counsel from? Absolutely. Because they've been through it. They understand what it takes to get through a certain situation. <clears throat> but while... They're learning. That's probably not the best place to get uh, counsel. Now, what about going to the bar? Would going to the bar is that a good place to get get counsel about what God's will is for your life? No. <clears throat> we need to find people who are doing God's will themselves, and uh, ask ourselves: Do these people have a 
consistent spiritual witness. Um, and of course, counselors are sometimes like doctors, right? Uh, if someone, if a doctor tells you that you have a life-threatening disease, but yet you feel fine, what are you going to do? Get a second opinion, right? So that's why that's why the Bible says counselors, not counselor. So it's wise to have more than one person uh, asking asking your opinion about. Now, um, another principle is observing providence. Second Corinthians two verse twelve says, "I came to preach Christ's gospel, and the door was open unto me of the Lord." Now, have you ever noticed in your life that doors have been opened and doors have been closed? I've noticed that a lot in my life. You know, some doors that I thought may have been open uh, were eventually shut. And some doors that I thought were shut were eventually opened. So, what do you think's going to happen if one of these doors that I find are, are, are shut, and I go ahead and beat it down anyway. Is that going to be, am I going to end up with, with any kind of good result out of that? There was a man who once said, I would rather be in the heart of Africa, in the mission field, and be in the middle of God's will, than to be on the throne of England outside of His will. if we try to beat down a door that God has closed, we can find ourselves in the same situation that Balaam found himself in, trying to beat our donkey down a path that an angel is guarding. And how did it end for Balaam? It didn't end well. Balaam ended up losing his life. And in fact... God will sometimes, and I have, I have learned this from my own experience too, God will sometimes allow us to go through a door that He hasn't opened just because we're pushing for it so hard. There's a story about a... I'm sorry, I'm telling a lot of stories today. There's a story about a, a, a man. Uh, he's going on a diet. <clears throat> he worked in an office. He told all his co-workers, Done with donuts. Going on a diet. So the next day he shows up to work and he's got a box of donuts. And uh, his co-workers are like, what's, what's, what's going on? I thought you swore off donuts. And he said, well, you know, uh, I was driving by the donut shop and I asked God, I said, um, Lord, if, you, if it's your will for me to get donuts today, because the donut shop, the parking lot is always packed. It is so hard to get a parking spot. So, Lord, if there's a parking spot open right in front of the door, then I know it's your will for me to get donuts today. And, they, and then he said, I only had to drive around the block ten times in order to get a parking spot there. So I know it was the Lord's will for me to get donuts. So sometimes we can, we can just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, and the, and the Lord will allow us uh, to... Uh, have something that, that's not good for us, uh, that's outside of His will, just because we're pushing so hard. Uh, now, another principle is praying and sometimes fasting. 
when we're looking for God's will in our life. First John five fourteen and 15 says, This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. So if we pray and ask according to God's will, He will give it to us according to this promise. John 15, 15, Jesus says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. Become a friend of God. How do we become a friend of God? We talk with God. We communicate with God in prayer. Um, and God will reveal to us what His will, for, what, what He is doing and what, what He wants to do in our lives. When, when God was about to destroy Sodom, would it affect, would it, would it have affected Abraham? Yes, because his nephew is there. So, what did, what did God say? He said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? No, because Abraham was God's friend. Abraham communicated with God. He prayed and he talked with God. Three more principles. Glorify God and do not be selfish. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whenever we're seeking out God's will, we need to make sure the option that we choose is glorifying God. Is this, is this going to uh, uh, benefit your kingdom? We need to ask ourselves. Is this going to, if it's a job change, is this going to, how is it going to affect the amount of people that I'm going to be able to, to witness to? Um, And then, even more importantly, how is this going to affect my family? How is it going to affect my wife? How is it going to affect my children? Is God going to be glorified with this option? Or would He be glorified more with with this option? Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 30 Verse 21 says, Thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Well, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it takes, it takes some uh, Christian maturity to uh, hear the Spirit of God speaking to us. But the Spirit of God does speak to us and will ter- tell us, because the Bible promise says, to turn to the right hand or turn to the left hand. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is often referred to as a, a dove in the Bible uh, when, when uh, people used to cr- cross these deserts and, and uh, uh, get sandstormed and, and lose their bearings, not have any, any idea where to go. Uh, oftentimes, one of them would have a dove carried with them, and he would release the dove, and because of the homing senses, the natural homing senses that a dove has, it would fly directly towards home, and the caravan would follow. 
the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us because the Bible says that He will. And here's uh, the last one I want to talk about. Be patient and be faithful to where you are. <laughs> that can be a hard one. Be patient and be faithful to where you are. James 5.11, We count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Now, Moses... Um, he had issues with this, so I don't feel so bad about having issues with this. <laughs> Moses, uh, he was ready to deliver the Israelites, wasn't he? He said, I'm going to do it my way. And he murdered someone. Stuck them in the sand. Took him 40 years to recover from that. And then finally he was ready to do it God's way. You know, some of you might say, you know, this is all really good information. But I'm in the center of God's will right now. And I'm telling you what, you are in good shape if you are in the center of God's will. But just like there's ships out on the ocean that, that drill oil wells. And used to, they would anchor these ships these uh, barges down, and uh, because of the swaying of the ocean, a lot of times the pipes would crack. It just didn't work out very well because the ocean's currents are just so strong. So now, these barges, they've got propellers all the way around them to where a computer in an instant can make an adjustment for the ocean swaying. And everything can be right on course. Everything can stay right in the center. There's going to be times in our lives when we as Christians are going to have to make adjustments. When, in order to stay in the center of God's will, we're going to have to ask ourselves, Lord, what is your will for my life? And... But while we're doing that, never forget, because I have went during these times when I've been wanting another job so bad, I've, I've went months and just been in a mood and got nothing done for the kingdom of heaven. And then when I finally wake up and see, see what a blessing it is to have a day. I mean, if this is my last day at the chicken factory, I want to share Jesus with somebody. I want to be a witness to somebody. But I want to be every day moldable. I want Jesus to be the potter. And I want to be the clay. And that's, I believe that's what we need to, each and every one of us need to pray for every day. That Lord, no matter where I'm at, no matter what you would have me to do, I want to be in the center of your will and help me to be willing. How great you are, loving Heavenly Father. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us. 
Thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. Help us to spend more time with you. Be your friend more and more each and every day. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen.